Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and this week we watched the 94th Annual Academy Awards and what a telecast it was, and kind of wasn't. We're going to talk about that moment, we're going to talk about the winners and just how we felt about the year in film in general. We also watched The Lost City, which stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and Brad Pitt, which is not a lineup you usually see together, but you know, it is what it is. So spoiler alert for that, I guess spoiler alert for the Oscars, but at this point it's pretty well documented who won, who lost, and of course that moment that we're talking about. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? All right, so we watched the Oscars. That happened. Do we just, do we talk about it? Do we talk about the thing? What thing? I mean, I obviously. I have no idea what you could possibly be referring to. It was very annoying. Like, we went to a concert and we usually, I mean, Matt watches the Oscars religiously. And I haven't watched in the past couple of years because I've been too cheap to buy live TV in my apartment. But I used to watch it before that fairly religiously and really enjoyed it. And then, of course, like the one <laughs> that we don't watch some scandalous thing happens while people well, it was it was really i was really stressed because obviously bought these concert tickets and like bef I, I swear before i knew they were the, the same day as the oscars or i don't know what i don't know how it happened but i've i have not as jackie said like, i've watched it live every year of my life since i was a child so like mm -hmm. i have never I, I live i live for an award show i love the oscars and and so i watched i watched all the red carpet stuff during the day and then i watched half of it had to go to the concert so i paused it like really closely around the time this <laughs> this happened yeah and so i was like god this is just a lesson like do not because we were you know people were texting me and i wasn't reading the texts and stuff i was like i don't want to know things but then um you know even at the concert like we we're at all the band they, dimensions and like, oh we heard like oh yeah we heard this blah blah blah, blah. and i was like god don't tell me <laughs> I want to see it. I want to learn. Like, you guys have probably all got the text messages, but that was wild yeah. tonight at the Oscars, huh? Yeah, I just haven't read them. Yeah, it was it was truly wild. So I, I am traveling, yeah. and I was actually, because I'm on the East Coast, I was prepared to not watch it for the first time in, like, 20 years because we couldn't find, you know, ABC and all this stuff. And I was just like, I'm exhausted. Maybe I just don't watch. And then we were walking by somebody else's room, and they had the red carpet on. I was like, oh, no, we have to watch it. It's, like, it's here. Yeah, and so I, yeah, I was like halfway through the the telecast and we'll talk about like some of the things they did, but you know, I was like, maybe I just tap out. Like maybe I go to bed. I'm really tired. This is like pretty monotonous whatever. And then it happened and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and the, could you and, imagine if you'd gone to bed like two minutes before it happened and yeah. then you wake up to all of these, like the sensational thing that happened at the Oscars that you were like, oh my God, I missed it. It was so strange because like the, the US telecast cut out. You know, you, like the sound cut out. They did the very conservative, like something bad is happening, and it, it wasn't clear if it was staged or whatever. And then you know, the internet was a buzz, and finally we saw all the international versions. And I was like, oh, well, that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, wild. and that's our take. <laughs> yeah, and I will yeah. say, even after like learning the skeleton of what happened before I finished the telecast later after the concert, I still was jaw on the floor when I watched it. It, it still managed Same. to like surprise me. So I can't imagine yeah. if I had no inkling what right. that would have been. Because like. I was like, because I had recorded it, you know, because I usually I record it and then, you know, fast forward through, you know, whatever I find boring and just right. keep going. And even knowing what happened and having so many people already posting about it, I was like, oh my God. It was, I just I mean, don't expect people to, you know, walk up and slap each other. Especially because he had to, you know, because he had to. 
I mean, he had to think enough to get all the way on stage to do it. I don't think he was. Thinking. It wasn't like they were. It felt like a blind rage. I don't. I mean, it was obviously just like, obviously, you know what I mean. It's, all I can figure is, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe he is just a hot-headed dude, and we've just never known, and he's been able to keep it a secret for a really long time. But also, he's wanted an Oscar for how many years now? <laughs> I mean, how many years have we been watching him beg for an Oscar in various roles and never get it? Mm -hmm. And so I think he was wound up really tight, you know, before the ceremony and then broke too soon. Obviously, he made choices that, you know, according to his, he posted on Instagram not that long ago, you know, to apologize for what happened and say he was embarrassed and all that stuff. So, I mean, clearly it's not what he wanted. No, I mean. To be remembered for. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, it's strange. So I, of course, spent the entire day reading all the takes on it. And I'm like, no, of course, nobody condones violence. But also it was a really shit joke. And it's making fun of, you know, something she doesn't have control over. And, you know, clearly there's been history because he made, Chris Rock made fun of Jada at the Oscars. She boycotted. And he was like, oh, you can't boycott something you weren't invited to. And it's just, there's clearly tension there. And it's like, no, of course. No, don't hit people. But I, you know, don't make fun of people with diseases, you know? Like, what's, where's the, I, we're both wrong. We're both wrong here. Yeah, my first takeaway, though, was honestly, I think that there's a, well, A, I think there's a world where we can say what you just said, where it's like, we could acknowledge that we shouldn't make really bad and sensitive jokes and things like that, but at the same time, completely acknowledge that the violence is never the way to do it. And it's like, I can't get on, I can't defend this man at all for doing what he did. And if you, I see people kind of like, oh, you know, it's like, well, he's, what do you expect him to do? He's defending his wife and blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't expect him to hit somebody. Like, right. I just, that's, that's just not okay. You know, on any level I think in my it's, mind. It's extremely dangerous to say that love can be violence. Yeah. Well, and that like you show love through things. violence. And I, you I know what I mean? Like, like, that is an extremely dangerous thing to say, is that you yeah, should have through violence. And I don't know. I know that there has been ten- – that seems that there were tensions, and I, I mean, obviously, and I know, you know, Chris Rock has joked it among many people, joked at their expense for several years and, you know, whatever. But I think that I don't – I guess I, I, I personally didn't know that Jada had alopecia. I didn't either. Yeah. And so for me, I understand I, by reading a couple of things, I understand that she talked about it very openly on Red Table Talk and I, all these things and talked about owning it and how she's, you know, embracing and doing what she's doing. And I think that's amazing. But I didn't know that. And so I also just am not I haven't seen if he's spoken about it or what. But I was kind of like, do we know for a fact that Chris Rock knew that? Because like, also the thing is, is when I saw her arrive on that red carpet, she looks stunning. Mm-hmm. Jada is someone who, at least in very, the most recent years, I would say at least the last 10 years, but probably more, she rocks that, sh- like, short hairstyle. Like, she does different versions of it. Like, this is sh- this was very, very shaved head, but different versions of a short hairstyle. So when I saw her, I thought, this is a decision she's making just based on her, whatever, what she wants. And so I thought, and wow, and she rocks it, all these things, whatever, and looks great. She's there. She has that hair. She's wearing army color green. The joke was there. It was just sitting there. It was sitting there waiting to be said by somebody. And it was a thing where I just didn't know 
I had no idea. So if Chris didn't know, I don't think the joke's offensive at all. I, personally. I, I think Chris probably knew. I also disagree that the joke was sitting there only because G.I. Jane is such a dated reference. <laughs> you know? Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I see that, but. I, I agree with you, though. Like, I didn't know she had a alopecia. And when I saw her, I was like, wow. As, as a person who has, you know, purposely shaved the sides of my head, at least, I was like, wow, she looks amazing. Like, I'm so glad yeah. to see other women with, like, short haircuts and stuff like that. And then finding out that it was necessarily by choice, you know, it's, I was like, oh, this certainly complicates it. But let's also remember that Chris Rock did an entire documentary about black women's hair. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I, I, I get the sense he knew. I can't speak, you know. I mean, exactly obviously, we, we, knew, we don't know because yeah. he hasn't said anything that I've read. And I, you know, I haven't been, like, searching for it. But a lot of people have been posting. And I'm sure we would have seen if Chris Rock had a statement. But I knew she had alopecia. I don't know if it's because I'm close to the disability community. And everyone was like, oh, my God, look, Jada's talking about, you know, this disease and how she deals with it and all this stuff. And as someone who wants disability, you know, to become part of the main whatever, I do think that like I like to make jokes about being a wheelchair user and not being able to walk or stand or do any of those things. And it usually shocks and freaks out people who don't know me very well. I don't know that. I mean, clearly it hit a button that she is uncomfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that Will has this emotional reaction if he hasn't seen his wife sobbing about this in the background somewhere, you know, upset. Right. I mean, I do think that comedians need to take responsibility and have consequences for some of the things they say. Obviously violence is never the answer, but all of the, you know, the black activists I follow on Instagram, um, which is where, you know, to be fair, I get a lot of my news and, and things. So keep that in mind for where I'm, you know, centered. A lot of them have been saying that white people don't get a say in this conversation. I I also think that's fair, you know, and perhaps we should gracefully bow out of it <laughs> with that. Yeah, and so it's kind of one of those things where it's like maybe, you know, we just don't we don't have an understanding of the cultural whatever that goes on behind the scenes. Obviously, I, I don't think that anyone's like, yay, violence. But they're also, I mean, I've, I've read a lot that says white people don't get a say in this. Yeah, I, I think that's I, and, and, you know, I, I will respect that. I believe that that's probably hugely relevant when discussing the comment, the joke made and all of that stuff around that situation. But I don't think personally, when watching something like this kind of a show, especially, I don't think that race has anything to do with saying that someone should not walk on stage and slap somebody. I don't I just, think it has I, to do with physically. No, I no, but I don't think it has to do with it. saying that the violence is not the answer. But there are obviously huge implications of the fact that it was two black men, you know, and, and that oh, totally. there's, yeah. yeah, there's such a, a historical context there and like things that we as not people of that color can understand. Um, in terms of the perception because like if this had happened I don't think this would have happened if it had been a white comedian is what I will say I don't think a white comedian would have thought well maybe there are a few out there who would be so tactless that they're like I can take this punch or I can like you know try and aim at this but um, yeah I I think a white comedian who a white comedian who didn't know about the alopecia might have but I think maybe someone who again we don't know what Chris knew or doesn't know what what we don't know but I don't I, I feel like Almost any comedian who didn't know about that very well could have. I, I, I had me wondering. I feel like what there was just something. Joke, or a joke like that, you know. I mean, it obviously 
I feel like there's politics in Black Hollywood that we're also not understanding because it was P. Diddy who came on later and was like, oh, we're going to fix this like family. And then apparently it was Denzel um, who pulled Will aside and talked to him about it. So I do feel like there is like, there's a race factor here that we oh, 100%, you know, don't the- have insight into understanding why, why that level of rage from that comment. Right. But yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's a single person who's like, yes, the way to handle this was slapping him. No, no. But I mean, you know, there's the whole perception of the angry black man. I, I mean, I've seen people saying that person. I've seen yeah. people I've seen some people saying that the way to handle it is slapping him. Oh yeah, they were like, "Yeah, you better bet. You talk like that about mm. I'm going to come up there and slap you." Like, and and talking like, "How else is he supposed to handle it?" Of course, that's what he. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter anyway, and I'm like, "Jesus." But I also think, oh man, it's just such a a dangerous and slippery slope when we say that defending love can be violent. Yeah, well, and then and then for me, the and and love shows itself in violence, right? He loves her so much that he was, you know. I'm gonna, violent. I'm gonna say I think Jackie. I think you brought up a good point. I actually feel like we should bow out of this conversation because we don't have, we don't get to, we don't get to say, we don't get to say in this. Like we are not, you know, we are just spectators. And certainly, there's, you know, we all have opinions on it, and we've certainly expressed some of those. But I do. I'm starting to feel like I'm like, man, you know, you're right. We don't. We we can never understand the implications, and we will never have that lived experience. And so, you know, we'll. we'll but what I do want to talk about is that. It's sad because it did take away from a great moment of disability, you know, like a, a spotlight on disability, having this huge moment and also just streaming, having a huge moment. Like, you know, Apple TV is finally the one who won the best picture. Like, I was like, that was wild. That was super unexpected. Yeah. I mean, I did like the film. I, it wasn't my best picture. <laughs> I wouldn't have picked anything this I year. Though. That's what it comes yeah, down that's to. That's true. Yeah. I would have been like, no. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously thrilled to have a, you know, um, deaf creative team and, you know, um, a movie about a lived in deaf, deaf experience when, and I guess I, I do genuinely feel bad that the conversation, especially since he finally won his Oscar, is only going to be about this one moment of violence forever, you know? I, I firmly live with that. And that is like, oof. I firmly disagree with his win, though. I do not think King Richard oh, was the 100%. best. Like, I cannot believe oh, no, that. Of course not. That. Like, like, of all the things. No. Of all the all the performances. And, you know, I'm I'm not his biggest fan, I guess I wouldn't say. But I, I don't hate him. I don't even know what I would have given him an Oscar for, though. I mean, happiness, I think if you're going to. happiness, maybe? No, I would say Ali if you, if you were going to play this game. You know, like the mm-hmm. real figure, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, at least he played the title character as opposed to the father of the very famous people <laughs> who are the ones who I mean, the movie is, was more about him than it was about venus and Serena. i know which but that made me sad right and we talked about this when we did the round table on it mm-hmm. where i was just like clearly they endorsed it right but i'm like why is the movie about the dad they're the ones who did it venus and serena by the way are never gonna greenland another picture about themselves ever again no. they've had the most awkward award season of their goddamn lives jane campion why why <laughs> that made me that made me sad because again that like talking about souring things, right like <sighs> that was when just she such a because t- yeah. it would have been so wonderful a, a woman director we love to see it so exciting and then back-to-back women directors i know and then white feminism rears its ugly head and she has to compare herself to other women in the room and it's like 
I was glad she had the good sense not to do it to me this time. I yeah. imagine <laughs> what would have happened this time <laughs> if she, Venus and Serena would have gotten up and left. Um, I was excited for Jessica Chastain, even though I don't know I that that's the performance. I, would, I wouldn't have given it to her for that performance personally, but her dress was gorgeous. I love a bronze and lavender moment. It was beautiful, and I was I was happy for her because I like her. I was confused by it honestly like I was again this year I didn't I did not the only there are very few categories where I felt strongly about it it was like international feature just international feature maybe (laughs) that I'm thinking about (laughs) where I was like this thing needs to win yeah it was it was strange and then also relegating eight categories to pre-show or whatever it was you know like not having them during the telecast and then having the show go so long was so insulting I was so pissed off about that because, of course, like some of the better, I don't know, like animation is obviously something I care about. And I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. More awards. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we got to see all the awards still, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting decision to do it that way. And I think like, I don't know, I'm in the middle on this, like, obviously they're kind of at, I feel like the Academy Awards is at a crossroads of, of trying to figure out what it needs to be. And it's hard because everyone wants to complain about the changes and the gimmicks and all these things, but half the people that are complaining about them don't actually watch every year and therefore don't give it the viewership. But the fact of the matter is it's majorly declined in viewership from like, from the years. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what are they supposed to do? I don't know. Cause they get complaints that it's too long and that people don't care to sit there and listen to the person who edited this movie. And I hate that because I love listening to them, but what are they supposed to do? Well, the you funny know. thing is viewer, viewership was up this year. <laughs> yeah, which is, which, you well, know. naturally. Which, yeah. yeah. But, which but is even, a bummer because I don't want us doing random stunts just to get the Oscars watched. I don't know. I think they need to nominate films people watch and care about. Well, I think it's about diversifying the voting body, right? Because that helps mm-hmm. you nominate, like, you know, add more fresh blood who acknowledge that films like Dune even are, you know, big blockbusters that can be and and you know that's not even to talk about like marvel movies or like spider-man or which is marvel movies or but you know you know like just it's clearly a slow process but i don't mind i mean i did mind but i don't mind the whole like oh vote for your top favorite whatever moments like those went on too long for sure but the fact that all the clip packages went on for so long or like these weird tributes to films that i'm like yeah these are good movies but like does juno really need a 15 year anniversary or you know we're gonna trot them out for the godfather and just have them stand there like yeah these moments all took away from the craftspeople who have are like supposed to be having the biggest night of their lives and that made me really really sad yeah and i like the idea of those moments and i i thought it was i like the idea of them sure right? and i because it because to me it's like here we are supposed to be celebrating the last year in film while also paying homage to what brought us here throughout the years and all the, and just kind of a big celebration of film since its iteration. Right. So like, I love the idea of, Oh wow, this movie's 50 this year. This is Pulp Fiction was what, like 20 something or 30. Probably. They said it was yeah. whatever they said. And then it was like Juno. And I like, you know, I would even like something even like older than that. Of course, I don't know who a lot of times people would probably be passed away at this point, but anyway, I like the idea, but I didn't think any of them, like you said, they, they lasted too long, but also the clip packages, I didn't think were put together very nicely. I thought they were very uninspired and it was just kind of like, oh, okay. We, you know, like it fell flat. Yeah. Not even that, just the clip packages for every nominee. 
was mm. so long. Like they gave yeah. so much time to those. And I was like, if you had cut this down, you would have had plenty of time for everyone. It, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't understand what the logic was behind those moments. Yeah. And, and I also, to kind of take it to our lovely hosts, like I, I, I really loved all three of them personally. I thought they did mm-hmm. really well. I found myself, I loved the joke about there being three of them because it cost less than one man. But yeah. at the same time, I was also like, God, I would love to see each of you host this on your own because mm-hmm. I wanted more of each of them throughout yeah. the whole thing. And it's like, well, I'm sitting here and the thing was over three hours and I wanted more of the hosts. It's like, well, where, where? But, uh, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's like, I, I thought they all did such a solid job. But I will say one of the moments that really I ended up loving that just, I was like, oh, is obviously Gaga with Liza Minnelli. I thought was so sweet. And mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. was like, wow. Maybe Gaga should host this because <laughs> she oh she God, has such a kind of cute. Mood. Well, she she has such an appreciation for like legacy. It seems, mm-hmm. and she's very you know. And I know she's not necessarily she's more music than film, of course. But I think that she would do a a good job. I don't think it would be full of like jokes and jabs and things. But maybe we do need to move away from that. I don't know. But it's like I think the way that you know we've seen her with Tony Bennett over the years, and the way she was with Liza, and like it was just so it was such a. I don't know. I loved watching it. It's, and just, yeah, like, it's this sweet. Could have been really great. She was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was sweet and it made me feel good. It made me happy to see this like legend sitting there who was so excited to be there, but having like a hard time getting through what she was supposed to be and understanding what she's supposed to be doing and saying. And then Gaga just kind of like helping her. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just sweet, it's genuine. I feel like yeah. a lot of the Oscar it, moments yeah. come off as very disingenuous and not like maliciously disingenuous, but it's yeah. just like it's acting. And I do feel like in those, but I, I've always said, I haven't gone back and watched them ever, but, you know, my favorite Oscars have always been, like, the Billy Crystal ones, right? Because he yeah. performs during yeah. them. And no, it's not he was so good. Yeah. 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 But I could I could see her being a good host. I was, going back to the host, also, I, I loved them all. I thought they were great. I did wish we had, like, Ali Wong or someone up there just to, just to give us the full, yeah. like, a more full Full's rainbow spectrum. of, yeah. Yeah. Allie, Allie would have been a good choice. Maybe Allie can do it one day on her own. Like, but it was, but that would have been a nice little addition because yeah, they played off each other well. But honestly, I thought that they all shined when they did their own things the most. I, and so, yeah, I felt, Regina was maybe the weak link for me. It, it she was. It may have been the writing for her too. Like, yeah, I don't. Know. I will say I that whole thing, and I know people. I think some people had issues with it and stuff. But she's objectifying all the men. I thought it was hysterical. I was. I was laughing a lot. I liked it too. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I didn't have a problem with it. I just didn't yeah. find it as funny as other people did. But I was like, yeah. somebody was like, oh, blah, blah, and the air of me too. I was like, yeah, that's the whole point. That's that men point. have been yeah. doing this for like, we are we are exactly. taking this back. Like, And it went know. on a little too long. But I, but when she was when she was calling them out individually about having to do their COVID test, I was just laughing. <laughs> I was just like, and when she was like talking to Javier and she's like, you, you Which, still married though? You still <laughs> Yeah, which, well, ironically, though, the Will Jada thing, like, that, star, I feel like that was this beginning of, like, the bubble, like, the pressure cooker, and, like, thankfully, sure. she's not getting any flack for this, but I was like, oh, they've been taking hits all night, like. Well, well, because I know that there's bits of, you know, they, they've been in the news, their, their marriage has been in the news with other things, and, like, people finding unconventional yeah. stuff, so I think that they've been sensitive because of that as well, so, yeah, yeah. Regina probably started that right there with some sensitivity, and then, yeah. And I thought Wanda going through the Academy Museum was hysterical, like just making fun of it all. I thought she was, and I thought the whole thing. I was like, and a- Amy's first monologue, I have to, I, I laughed out I loud that was, yeah. a lot, and I was like, this is what Amy's great at. And then honestly, after the event, 
when she came back out and she was just like, I was getting out of my Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything? <laughs> like it was yeah. this kind of, it was the first moment that kind of you, I could even just watching it through the screen. I could, I felt like I could kind of feel some of the tension lift a little bit when she made, when she did that. And I thought it was a, that's her job. And I liked right. it. I thought that was that, that's like a subtle, but like this brilliant way of kind of like, let's pull this back together. You know? And I thought like you were, she's good at this. I loved it. I know. Although then, like the transition into making fun of, and I can't believe I'm defending Kirsten Dunst, but like I like that was a weird oh, bit. That was, was weird, like, and I know Kirsten was in on it and stuff, but yeah, that was that was weird. That one, yeah, for sure. But but her opening monologue in particular, I thought was fantastic. I, yes, I loved I, I everything she said. <laughs> and and I know people. I saw people were like salty about it, but with Regina and Wanda, and they talked about the last duel. I thought that was funny. I thought, like, I know. Because I, it didn't do well in the box office. Those are the facts. And it's like, you know. Right. And, I was like, if any of you had liked it, you would have nominated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when, yeah, when she made the comment about the, the um, don't look up, and she goes, apparently, they don't look up reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Lots, did, of, lots of good little moments, but I wanted yeah. more even. Did any of you have any major upsets for, because my predictions were very wrong this year <laughs> in some categories. I got more right than I, than I expected. I start, I actually guessed that Coda was going to win. Be, really? But, re, but only recently because it's mm-hmm. been tracking so well and being like, okay. And I, I hate to say this like this because I, I don't want to sound like I don't respect the work and all the things that went into the film and the talent and all that, but it, it felt like a bit of a pandering win to me it did to me too it felt very like like oh look at us you know like we did a diversity thing we are diverse and it felt that way because it's an agreeable film i haven't met anyone who has said they didn't like the film or hated Mm -hmm. the film it's it's like i don't look at that and not to sound snobby i don't watch the film and think oh this is an oscar best picture not to say that i've always agreed with the best picture picks never you know not always at all but it just felt very like this is safe. No mm-hmm. one will be really angry that mm-hmm. this does well because everyone involved is super seems super cool and nice and it's a good win and it's important for the community. It felt kind of pandering to me. It just didn't feel genuine. And I, same with the, the best adapted screenplay. I was like, really? Adapt? Which one was adapt? She oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've... <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess maybe this helps counterbalance Belfast winning, like the most milk toast <laughs> thing you could have. <laughs> I thought that movie was cute, but it was milk toast. Yeah. It was... But it, I mean, I guess that's really how I would describe everything this year, right? Nothing I was yeah. like, yes, I can't believe this is, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, out um, of the list, I would have, I would have probably chosen Dune, and I knew it wouldn't win, but I would have probably, if I had to pick one of the ones. That Dune, would Dune was my won. favorite one to watch. I think a the first one in a series usually doesn't win so if it does as well you know for the second one then maybe we'll i get to see I it win more stuff i think they'll keep it to the technical award sweep just because yeah god forbid yeah. sci-fi should win anything big i know but it was so well done oh, i completely agree but i i was surprised i shouldn't have been surprised like i had a bunch of the people it's like i was like this might upset but i just don't know the vibe so i like ariana debose who i I've been very open. I don't really like West Side Story. I'm very happy for her. Mm-hmm. I thought she was the best part of it. And then I saw a bunch of comments about like, can we have some Latinx representation not win for the exact same role? Like, can we give them I more. That. I was Which watching is true, the though. No, Anna Navarro said that on the View. She was like, oh. she was looking at it. She said, yeah, like I saw statistics, and it was like there have been two Latinx best actress or actresses who have won 
the Best Actress Award. They were 60 years apart, and they were both for the same role. Right. It's like, we can, we can do better. We can, we can do better. Though. But it was so heartwarming and amazing to see her on the red carpet with, like, Rita Moreno. And, like, it's just, it was so, mm. it was so cool. And it was like, I remember Rita being, I mean, I saw her being interviewed like, by Laverne on the carpet. And she's 90. It's like, are you kidding me? Well, stop it. Amazing. Also, having 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 Ariana when was like a nice like fuck you to all the bigots out there. I was like, ah. all right. I mean, also oh, yeah. obviously this is the the show to you know. There, this is mm-hmm. not. But but I was still like, okay, this is a nice this is a nice little touch. Um, yeah, and her speech was great, and I thought it was it was nice, and it was you know they always go a little long, but it was it's, it was concise and it was pointed, and it was like okay, you she's a she's a pro. Yeah, I loved it for her. There was a moment like I normally. Best animated feature is the category that I probably have the best lock on, and I was not sure Encanto would win. I guessed it would, but I wasn't. I wasn't gonna die on the hill. You know, I I, I felt yeah, like yeah. I it pretty much mm-hmm. I felt like it would. But I thought there were lots of deserving films in that category. Like I'm not upset that it won, but I was uh, like I I didn't have a prediction because I was like yeah. Lee could have gotten it like easily because I I knew it, I didn't have a sense it was gonna win documentary or international. So there I was like maybe they'll. Tr- pick a serious film for mm-hmm. animated and Mitchell's has gotten a ton of traction, you know, but yeah. I was like that Disney money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, and it's, it's like, I mean, if I was choosing one, I personally would have chosen Encanto. I liked it the best out of all of them, I think, but I think also I am sad that flea didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Cause I got to tell you, I mean, I know I told you both when I watched it, which wasn't all that long ago, but that thing has haunted me. I really thought it was fantastic. And it I... has like haunted me. In a heartbeat, would have swapped the best international feature category with best picture nominees. Like I, I think this year that was a much stronger field than. Yeah, it it was it was a pretty strong one for sure. I was also I, I would, I would agree so pissed off when they kept cutting off the drive my car director. Oh, I know. It's like he he seemed like he was done. So I got when they first kind of put the music up at first, but then when he was like, wait, hold on, <laughs> no, I thought it was funny, but then it was like they kept kind of doing it after that. I was like, oh come on, just like let him finish. And again, like going not to harp too much on this, but then they let like, you know, we're cutting time from certain things, but we get we cut time from him. But then we let like Kevin Costner talk for an eternity or Will Smith's speech goes on after he's hit a person. I'm like, um, this is it's just yeah. I always I always get frustrated by this. It's like we very clearly there's so much favoritism at the Oscars. Obviously, it's the Oscars. We know that. But even in things like in memoriam, when certain people get like speaking bits and then other people don't i'm like come on that's just just feels disrespectful to me that's i was gonna say with the in memoriam like i didn't love it i'm okay with the idea of trying to lighten it up in a way where it's like let's celebrate the lives versus let's just sit here and cry Mm -hmm. it's why i appreciate those efforts i guess but it yeah it becomes a thing where i'm like well why are we singling out certain people in a way that's even more because before when you'd be editing it together some of them might get a little longer of a of a card than others right or like a clip or something or, yeah yeah and i get you did that you already did that so okay but like this made it even more apparent that it was like we're going to have Jamie Lee Curtis stand here real quick and talk about this and then we're going to you know it's like it was like yeah it's uh, like these are the most important people who died period yeah exactly yeah. everyone else is there too but you know whatever but i will say a moment that i also really loved is obviously like Yoon Joo Young oh. when she was presenting the award. <laughs> she like she like made me cry. When she, I was obviously, so stressed I just, out though. I know, but I I love her. But <laughs> and so I much. and she's she's just a treasure. But she but she was there, and then she got so excited that he won, and then she like couldn't say it because she was like she held it, and then she did the little sign. You know what I mean? And then she yeah. said it. It was like because she just was so like uh, like I I just thought it was so 
genuine and sweet. And then when she he gets up there and then she was like, oh, and she takes the, the Oscar back. And she's like, I'll hold it so that he can sign. I just was yeah. like that moments like that made me really, really enjoy parts of the show. I was well, like, also when the wow. interpreter started like, you know, audibly, yeah. I was like, oh, um, uh, yeah. that made me it was it was so sweet. And at first when she apologized, she's like, oh, I felt bad for calling people out. I was like, don't you dare apologize. Yeah, yeah. But then she like turned around. She made a joke. Like, yeah. OK, OK. All right. Because then now I have to pronounce and there were some hard names there. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> or, or like ones that kind of trickier because there was I forget his name, but. There's like an accent over one of the, and it's like, oh, oh God, well, it's it, Syrian Hines, who I feel like I'm saying his name wrong now. Like, I, yeah, like, is it not Kieran or is he? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not I sure don't know. But, like, oh. but it's like, yeah, so I was, <laughs> so I thought it was funny. She turned that into a little, little joke, but yeah, but I was, uh, that was, uh, yeah. she's then, just a treasure. Oh, God. I was, I was so stressed though, because like she was clearly so trying to understand what he was saying in the speech, but I was like, oh, she doesn't like the translator. I don't know how it was being piped in, so I don't know if she could even yeah. hear that. And then, I was like, I don't think she can lip read him yeah. easily because also she's right next to him and it's just. She's was, like kind she of was, behind him. Yeah, I know, but she was just so like present and it was yeah. so sweet. Yeah, that, made, that was. I my, think she. My I think she. Them together, but her, she and Gaga, and then like Gaga Liza. I think. To yeah, those are the cutest. Yeah. As far as like the yeah. the really heartfelt, the cute, this kind of, like, was genuine like the- care. It just reminds you of the, like the fun Oscars of like yeah. you know when Julia Roberts wins and she's yelling at the conductor dude and like you know like I don't know well, it's, I, yeah that's that's I like, always remember moments like that because I thought they were fun as a kid and again not to steal from the internet but I have to steal from the internet I can't remember who credit but like you know people said like you can cut you can do put as much shtick as you want but the Oscars the great moments the viral moments come from the speeches yeah and no, they, the they, they, they presentations do. apparently this year I mean <laughs> and also but like you remember like. I mean, God, remember Adrian Brody and like Halle Berry and like those moments, like, you know, when that and, was a bad moment, like, let's, I know, but it's like, yeah, we all romanticized it. Like, wow. yeah. it. But it's like with Halle Berry's speech where she was like, she couldn't even make words and the history being made and stuff. And it's like that stuff. It's mm-hmm. in the moment. I remember being like, I just oh, didn't think about it. Cause it was yeah. so well, in the moment I remember being like, girl, get it together. You got to do that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But like looking back on it, it's like powerful because it's just like, that's how much that meant. Oh, and yeah. that dress, yeah. oh, that's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite Oscar looks of all time with the like roses and the full skirt. Oh, mm-hmm. Beautiful. But but it's interesting that, you know, obviously not going into like the actual conversation of the moment again, but with that moment happening on the, I was like, okay, with the Godfather being presented for the 50th year thing, uh, it was interesting because I don't know if you've ever gone back and watched old telecasts of the Oscars, but I'm that, I'm that person. I used to like check them out of the library. and. I was it like, was how when do God, you even get that? Because when... I would actually rewatch them, honestly. Oh, yeah. They used to be on VHS. Like, I don't know. If they're like streaming somewhere, I'd totally be yeah, into that. They might be. <laughs> you've, you've, probably, you've probably heard of this, of what I'm about to reference, but it was like for The Godfather, but it was oh, when Marlon oh. Brando yes. was given his award for Best Actor and he refused to go and accept it. And he said that Sachin Littlefeather went there and, and did the whole you know, speech in his on his behalf saying that like because of the treatment of indigenous people in films and stuff, like he's not accepting this award. And I believe that I don't know if there's clips of this on there, whatever, but that was when like John Wayne literally took, was like trying to rush had, the stage and yes, security. John Wayne tried him. to rush the stage. She talked about you know, that. I saw and, I saw a clip of that. And yeah. Um, and then, she had and then later protected. on, yeah, right. And then just a little bit later, you know, Clint Eastwood, the mm-hmm. treasure that he is, goes up there and mocks her. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and. But those moments of like Clint Eastwood went on to have a continue having a career, even though I, I largely think he's a pile of 
trash, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But he <laughs> went on to have a career, and obviously John Wayne didn't suffer much for any of it, whatever. But, like, people remember that moment, and that's not to say anything really amazing happened from it because things are still shit for Indigenous people. But it's powerful, and, like, that's, like, the kind of power that that platform has, you know? And it's, I don't know, I like that power of, of it, but it was it was just interesting to me that something so controversial involving rushing a stage <laughs> happened while the anniversary of that was being presented. You know what I mean? It's like, huh. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was going to be like a big Paramount Plus ad for that stupid series. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. But there, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it'll be a night for the history books, fortunately and unfortunately, I think is what it comes down to. But hopefully we can yeah. celebrate the positive things like, you know, deaf representation and queer representation and that fun jazz or Riz Ahmed won an Oscar that we, you know, kind of glossed over or like Questlove. And it's just like, oh man, I just, I, yeah. Anyway. Moving on to the other thing we watched this week, which is much less dramatic, is The Lost City. And Spencer, you're I, asking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jackie, Speak you saw it. Yourself. Yeah. You saw it first out of all of us. And I, I am did, so yeah. curious as to what you thought of it. I had a good time. I thought it was really funny for the most part. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. I don't know. I wouldn't put it like it's not like in a rom com hall of fame or anything, mm-hmm. but I did I enjoyed my time. Mad. Overall, I enjoyed it for the most part. I had to like get to a point like halfway through where I decided that I would let go and turn my brain off and stop being picky about things that I was being picky about that I can talk mm-hmm. about when we <laughs> like going in and I was just like, this isn't this isn't that serious. Like I need to like <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. there were things yeah. that I was like, Oh, this is you better definitely have to way. go in as like a it's a comedy. I bet I, there were just like there were story, story there were just story decisions that I was like, oh, this would be like I, where I felt like I was doing the thing where I was rewriting it in my head as it was happening and in my mm-hmm. opinion, fixing it. And so once I let yeah. go, I enjoyed it more. I just didn't laugh very much, sadly. I laughed when I laughed really hard when they accidentally killed the two biker guys or like mm-hmm. sent them off the cliff. I was laughing at their at Sandra particularly after that, but I was laughing at that a lot. But um, other than that. Didn't laugh as much as I hoped I would, but you know, it was it was cute and enjoyable enough. I think the trailer raised my expectations too much. I didn't like it, but I didn't really. It did not live up to what I thought it was going to be. I, I laughed the hardest. Mm-hmm. Like spoilers, Brad Pitt died, <laughs> which I was I like, mean, honestly, I I was like, yeah, I was. I, I don't know. I loved that he died. <laughs> it was, it, no, it was so great. Random. It was perfect. Right? It's like and I hated that they brought him back and like, but I did think it was. I don't know. Yeah. So it was I actually did of. actually see it's funny. I actually laughed when he was alive later because I was like that I, I thought that was funny because it was just the whole thing was so ridiculous. I think but, him uh, like grousing in the yoga place was funny. Like I thought that whole thing was funny, but I was like, eh, I don't know. My my things like with with the his character was I, this also could be residual the fact that I don't think I'm the biggest Channing Tatum fan. I don't have a problem with Channing Tatum, but he just he doesn't really do it for me in a way where mm-hmm. I don't think he's all that funny. I don't really believe him a lot of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Just not my style, I guess. But I felt like his character being this big, bumbling idiot. Like, the thing is, is like, I remember watching when he meets up with Brad Pitt when he arrives there trying to save Sandra. And he's, like, struggling with his suitcase and blah, blah, and I try. And I remember thinking, you do not get the body you have without having some physical ability. You just don't. And it's just like, and I'm not buying that you're this like dumb, like dumb, you could be dumb, but like you can't even handle lifting 
your suitcase out of the back of a truck without stumbling and being, I was like, this is so, and I was like, I wish his character and the Brad Pitt character were combined. And I wish that he was this hunky mm-hmm. Fabio who does CrossFit and was actually really like, he's not trained fighter or anything, but he, he's strong and all these, whatever. And like, he thinks he's an action hero, but he's messing up a lot, but he's physically able and he's doing all these crazy things. I think that would have been a lot funnier. And so I was really just annoyed that those two characters were separate and then they killed Brad Pitt, who I thought was infinitely funnier. Than him. But I did think he was there. funnier and I liked their banter a lot. I agree with the criticism, I mean, of Channing's character. I just love Sandra so much that I just laugh at almost most of her stuff that she says. But I did think like the Channing character was particularly weirdly written in the sense that like, go full himbo. Like just was, full... Yeah. Yes full like what i really wanted was like a thor um i don't know why i called him thor i mean i know why i called him thor but you know what i mean chris hemsworth go full chris hemsworth in ghostbuster himbo Mm -hmm. um and just have him be completely dead between you know the problem is is then he they want us her to fall in love with him right because it's supposed to be a romantic comedy but i think it would have been an interesting twist that it's mostly about her and Brad Pitt's character, and we had no idea from from the trailers, and then they have a friendship and whatever. I don't know. It didn't need to be Channing's. I didn't feel like Channing needed to be the love interest because he's. I like that he's a lot younger than her and is kind of falling for her. But for like laughs and all that stuff, it just would have been a little bit more interesting if he was like more full himbo, in my opinion. And then we have yeah. one competent dude, and then you know, it can be a triangle. I don't. I don't think through the course of the movie he rose to like her level. Is what it comes down to. Yeah, I didn't buy her getting to him eventually. Like, I, I know he wanted her the whole time, but I didn't buy her being suddenly like, yeah, you know what? I, I see the merit here. I just didn't yeah. buy it. He had heart. Just because he was, like, that, nice but... to one person, she would be like, okay, you're not a total moron, but that's that's yeah. as far as he had Because he had eczema. He had, like, a vulnerability. It was like, oh, okay. That's, I was definitely like. Real. Like, that was such a bizarre thing. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I definitely was like, this movie is written by men. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, there's one female screenwriter. Of There are four screenwriters, which you know is never a good sign. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is like they wanted to write like the pro-feminist, you know, redefine the himbo, but weren't willing to commit to yeah. it. And therefore. Yeah, it was like something that stood out to me when I was I, I saw like an interview or something about this. And they were it was uh, I think the directors with Sandra talking about different things and, and taking Sandra's uh, advice on different stuff, which, yeah, she's a vet here. But one of the examples they were using was like the heel thing and like having heels, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was glad that that was a joke and they were addressing that. And of course he brought these like heels boots for her to wear and all that, whatever. But I remember, I remember reading that Sandra was like, the heel thing wasn't there before. It was like mm-hmm. she, she he brought her boots and she had it changed to heels because she's like, when you're scaling a wall, it's just funnier if I'm in heels. And I remember thinking, oh, so you're you don't have a funny script mm-hmm. like you. You're needing to rely on gags and things that are like, oh, it'll be funny to look at because she's in a sequin jumpsuit scaling a wall wearing heel boots. That'll be funny. And it it was like, oh. And I, and it, and when watching it, I felt it was it felt kind of apparent in that way. That, that yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because Daniel Radcliffe. So the version I saw was like a preview or something, and so there was a little mini 
like Q&A before the movie started. Um, they weren't physically there. It was just a video. So don't mm-hmm. get excited. But it was it was Daniel Radcliffe, Sandra and Channing asking each other questions. Right. And Daniel Radcliffe says, oh, it didn't matter how bad the script was. If you guys were involved, I would want to be involved right like that was like Mm -hmm. one of the things he said and and like that was the moment I was like oh I need to readjust my expectations (laughs) before I watch this film because I think that like you wouldn't say that if you were like oh my god this was amazing I read this script I thought it was so funny and then I saw that Sandra Bullock was attached to it and I couldn't say no well no I know all he had to the way he had to phrase it to say the same thing would have literally just been you know, before I even read the script, I was like, even if this is, even if this ends up being bad, I'm going to do it because Sandra and you're in it, it. Right. And then yeah. I read the yeah, script yeah. and it was great. So it was a win-win. Like, that's all he had mm-hmm. to do. But he said, totally. Matter but he said terrible. the other thing. And then I was like, okay, all right, we're readdressing. We're just going to have yeah. fun today. I agreed that I think most of the stuff that I thought was funny was just Sandra reacting to things. And I always think she's funny. So it's like my, the, the scene that I, da- I could not stop laughing was when she was like, next to Channing's penis. I mean, we didn't get to see a penis, unfortunately. But, um, and well, like her saw, whole... We did see a butt. We did see a butt and he's got a great butt. I was, you know, pro. But as someone who is an avid romance novel reader, I read this book much better, so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's just kind of a bummer that they didn't tap into any of those already there stories with, you know, legions of readers and just sort of tell a better story. That's why I'm honestly a little bit surprised that you liked it because I was like, oh, Jackie has the most foundational knowledge here and this didn't seem like it tapped into those things. But if you readjust your expectations, that's totally fair. So all that being said, would you recommend this movie to people? Very specific people. Okay. Yeah, very specific people. Like the people I know who enjoy these types of comedies, but it's not going to be... I originally was hoping that it could be like my new favorite rom-com. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. I wouldn't recommend it to those folks necessarily because I don't think the the romance stuff wasn't that great. I yeah, I did not get a, a sense of spark between them. No, I just don't think they had much chemistry. Like her and Brad had great chemistry, but I think they would would have been fine friend chemistry. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would have been into a buddy comedy with them. Where she it's just an act, Brad. Well, it was just an action. She didn't have to fall in love with anybody either, right? It's just an action comedy. It could have been. Totally yeah, fine. I get, her. I get it being a romance, uh, like a romance novelist and stuff. It's like okay, I think this should be a, a, a rom com. But it's just like the film itself, like the setup of it. As much as I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a geologist and understanding the how volcanoes <laughs> erupt and stuff. But I was like this ancient or whatever. What's what? what who would do volcanologist? <laughs> no, there's no way it works. It doesn't make any sense at all. I was like these ancient was, ruins here that are now going to be destroyed no, by a volcano that's suddenly active. I was like, oh. I just, I don't understand. It was dumb. It was so bad. And I thought most of the scenes with Daniel Radcliffe honestly were painful. And I do genuinely think he's a decent actor. But for whatever reason, this part, the way it was written, whatever choices he made, I don't know. All of it was extremely painful when he was on screen. Yeah, it was it was just I don't know, but the, the setup of like, oh, let's find these ancient it's kind of it's a fun, like, okay, this could be fun. And it just I don't know. And and it was she she wouldn't go with him at the beginning, which I understood, but she wouldn't do it, even though he's found he says he's found this city that she apparently thinks is really cool and wrote about. Well, and but apparently her there. dead husband was researching which right. would be enough for anyone to want to go. Right. But she gets kidnapped and goes, and I get not being like, let's team up with the bad guy who kidnapped me. But at that point, 
she decides to steal the thing and, and find it on her own. And it was like, well, you had no interest. Like you were like the opposite of interested in anything about this. And suddenly now you want to like steal from them and figure it out yourself. It was just weird to me in that kind of way where I was like, well, really, you could just help him and he has the resources to just actually double like, cross him at some point. If yeah. You want to, <laughs> you know, it just, like, it just felt like not very smart. Right. And I was like, that well, we, you know, yes, we I digress. That it's, yeah. I digress. All right. All right. Well, very, very, very briefly. We're watching what? Did we watch anything else this week? I went and saw X, which I know is not on the menu here, but I, it was it was it was pleasant. Yeah. I, I wanted a little bit more from it, but I enjoyed it. I was the only person in the theater. Which oh, my God. Was, I was hoping would be like scary. I was like, oh, yeah. And it unfortunately wasn't scary at all to me. But I had, I had a good time. I really like Jenna Ortega and I love Mia Goth. And I, was, I had a good time. Okay. I watched Bridgerton. I, I started on that. I started watching Human Resources, which I don't think anybody else will watch. It's a Netflix show based on Big Mouth, and it's about, like, all their monsters and all that stuff. It's animated. It's very adult comedy, but I enjoy it. I'm crude like that. Yes, and then we'll have lots to watch next week. So thank you both. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. We actually don't have follow-up points this week. So if you like this episode, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.